Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Speaking of phenomenal, he is one of the best in the business, and it's great to have the voice of Northwestern football basketball on with us, Dave Ennett. My friend, always a pleasure to spend any time with you. Steve, same here. Great to be with you. We we haven't seen you in football, seems like forever. So uh, Five years. Uh, a, yeah. It's been even longer since we've been out there, so looking forward to it. Very much so. Uh, the Ireland trip on. I'm gonna. I'll start by assuming that you did. You personally went, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, good. I did. Right. So Jack and I can relate to you know the experience of being there. It may have been a different stadium, but the experience. A. What was the experience like? And then what did you see on that day that you would hope to see carry forward? <laughs> well, let's see. First of all, the experience was wonderful. The trip was great. Uh, we left Chicago on, uh, I traveled with the team, and we left on uh, Tuesday afternoon from O'Hare. I got in like uh, 5 o'clock on Wednesday morning and uh, went to the hotel, and then uh, they took the team over to the stadium for a, just kind of a light workout. Uh, not even sure they broke a sweat, really, and, and mm-hmm. then practiced again on, on Thursday. But um, one of the things that, that Fitz had wanted was to make sure they had a bye the following week. So after the game on Saturday evening in Ireland, uh, they had, they had Sunday free Sunday was a free day. And um, I think a lot of the players had family there. A lot of the parents came over. So uh, they had, they had Sunday to really go out and explore Dublin. And I, I think, seemed like most people took full advantage. I know I did. And I just, it's one of those trips where just everything went smoothly. And obviously winning the game, I'm sure, helped them enjoy Sunday a lot more. As far as the game, as far as what we saw, um, I, you know, I think probably first and foremost, the defense shut Nebraska down, especially in after mid part of the third quarter on and uh, took the ball away. And Northwestern only had one turnover in that game. And, and they've had nine in the three games since. So I, I think if I were to pick one thing that uh, they need to get back to, it would be ball security. Evan Hall. And I've described him on the show as a football player. I mean, and I mean that with the highest compliment leading rusher, leading receiving, kickoff return guy. What kind of guy is Evan Hall, and what kind of football player is he? Well, first of all, I think that's a very apt description of him because I don't think that they they would have said when Evan Hall arrived on campus that he was going to be potentially a game-breaking kind of almost an ultra-back who – you know, they can, they, the way he catches the ball, the way he can break away from a defense or through a defense. Uh, he's tough. Um, you know, up until the Duke game, I never saw him fumble. Right. And, uh, you know, that was, that was uncharacteristic. But I, I remember the Pat Fitzgerald telling me on the radio, I think last year, that they, felt or, or Evan felt he wasn't making gains in the weight room 
the way he should be. And it turns out he was one of these guys who was getting in the weight room at like 5.30 in the morning, you know, and balancing that with schoolwork and everything and the academics in, and he wasn't getting enough sleep. So they told him, Evan, you, you got you got to sleep. You've got to rest or you're not going to make the kind of gains you want to. So the work ethic is is second to none from what everything we've heard about him. And it's it shows on the field. I mean, he's he um, he's a smart player. He's a tough runner. He's fast. He can catch the ball. And, you know, the game that he had against uh, Southern Illinois a couple of weeks ago was uh, was tremendous. And, you know, uh, 278 all purpose yards in that game, um, you know, his receiving numbers, uh, 14 catches, fourth most in Northwestern history. So, I mean, he's he's been terrific. It, you know, I don't think going into last year he would have even been their number one guy. That would have been Cam Porter. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think you have a player like Evan Hull. You got to have him on the field and get him touches. Yet, yet is it my sense in watching? You know, watch the Miami of Ohio game. Is it my sense they'd like to get Cam Porter in more because he does have some jump to him? Well, yeah, and I think you saw that a little bit uh, in the game last week. They did; uh, he did carry the ball more than he did in the previous couple games. And part of it, I think, is kind of easing him back in after missing an entire season with a knee injury. Uh, his first taste of action was that game in Dublin yeah. uh, since he got hurt preseason last year. You know, at the end of the 2020 season when they went to the Big Ten championship game and then they handled uh, Auburn in the Citrus Bowl, and Cam Porter was a big part of that. And losing him before last season was a, was a big blow to them. And I can't imagine where they would have been if Evan Hull hadn't stepped up and, and run for 1,000 yards and, and been as valuable in many ways to them as, uh, as he was. Ryan Holinsky uh, transfers in. We know quarterback's been an interesting spot. Uh, you know, Peyton Ramsey helped solve a lot of things when he was there. What have mm-hmm. you thought about the play of Ryan Holinsky to this point? Well, I think it's been better than what we saw last year uh, from uh, really from any of their guys. I mean, uh, they had some consistency late in the year from Andrew Marty, but um, you know he's no longer in the picture and he's moved on. and And I think that between Hunter Johnson and Ryan Holinsky was a really unstable, inconsistent position last year. And part of it was Holinsky came in late. I mean, he came in spring ball had already started when he transferred. And so he was kind of behind the eight ball from day one, Steve. And I think it took him a little while to really uh, grasp the, the offense to grasp the system. And, and I think he came in with a different kind of resolve, this year and a different kind of body, by the way, he, he dropped some weight. He, he really kind of changed his body. Uh, he's, he's a guy who I think it carries himself now with, you know, sort of that look of a starting quarterback. He's, mm-hmm. he's got a little bit of a swagger and, but at the same time, he's not a finished product. And so I think you look at, you look at him and, and you look at, uh, the turnovers that the Wildcats have have had, and and you look at him, 
with going interception free in the game in Dublin. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, three of them the last couple of games and a fumble there. And so, you know, I think it's, it's still, you know, it's still kind of coming along, but I do think that he's for the most part, I think his, his performance has been better than what we had seen last year from the guys who played that position, including himself. Uh, Malik Washington, uh, Donnie Navarro, the transfer from Illinois, previously at New Mexico or New Mexico State, something like that. But then there's a tight end, Thomas Gordon, who was, and when I watch the video, I'm seeing 87 more and more. What are your thoughts on him to go with the wideouts? Well, he's, uh, you know, he's been kind of a revelation for them. And, you know, it's funny. He's made some catches, Steve. And, and part of it is Charlie Mangieri, who was the returning starter at tight end, mm-hmm. kind of banged up to start the year. And he's been sidelined and dealing with some stuff. So it's been pretty much Gordon and Marshall Lang. And, and Thomas has made some catches that make you go, whoa. I mean, one-handed catches. He's, he, like, specializes in that. And, I would say the best catch I ever saw a guy make at that position for Northwestern was back when they called it, they didn't call it tight end, they called it super back. Yes. Remember? <laughs> yes. And and a guy named Drake Dunsmore made a catch uh, in the back of the end zone at Penn State. Oh, I remember. Remember that? Oh, oh yes. This, I think Gordon has made catches that the closest thing I've seen from a, a tight end at Northwestern since then. And, you know he's he's a he's a big target and he's got soft hands and I think there's some confidence there when Helinski's throwing to him that I think uh, you can kind of you can kind of see. I think those other receivers, Malik Washington, has been terrific. Malik Washington, uh, you know, it's almost the second option in the passing game with Evan Hull having such a good year catching the ball, but uh, Malik. Uh, fumbled a couple times last year, last week. And yes. Again, there's a guy that I haven't seen fumble before. So All it's right. like I, I asked Pat Fitzgerald. I said, are, are guys just trying to do too much? And he said, yeah, I mean, it, not specifically Malik, but he said, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what might be happening here. He, he fumbled on the last play of the game where they were on the brink of putting themselves in position to clock the ball and get one last shot at the end zone or maybe get into field goal range somehow, and he was trying to get that extra yardage and lost the ball. And, you know, it's it's not the kind of thing he does. I think uh, Donnie Navarro is, I think, pretty good. And he's a guy who transferred. He's from the area, played at Illinois. Uh, he's returning punts for Northwestern. Yep. This guy got a, made a terrific catch at the back of the end zone for a touchdown in the Nebraska game. And so I think with... They lost a guy, Stefan Robinson uh, Jr., who came in last year, played one year as a transfer from Kansas, who was a deep threat for them. They could get the ball downfield to him, uh, and uh, they needed somebody, uh, another option on the outside, uh, or you know, and he's he's kind of provided that. And then uh, Bryce Kurtz, another guy who was hurt yes. much of last year, who's back now too who made a terrific catch against Miami the other day. So, you know, I mean, they got some guys who can get out and get the ball, and Holinsky can get the ball to them, but uh, just needs to do what I think they need to click a little more 
consistently in that area. The I know it's been five years since the two teams have played, but the number of times that Jack Ham and I, Dave, have referenced the Northwestern defense during their Western Division championship seasons. I mean, people. I don't think people have talked about it enough. How great those defenses were with Patty Fisher and those guys. Mm-hmm. How do you view that defense now? And of course, Gallagher is still there, and uh, we have a lot of respect for him. Your thoughts on him, and also the overall play of that defense. Well, you know, this is the younger brother Gallagher, yep. Bryce Gallagher, is yep. playing now. Blake, of course, played alongside Patty and yep. Chris Bergen, who who was the nation's leading tackler a year yeah. ago. So those three guys. They call them uh, the Irish law firm, the way they <laughs> referred to themselves, right? right? Uh, and and they were terrific. And, uh, you know, now uh, kind of, I guess you'd look at Bryce as kind of at least the uh, the legacy part of that. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and, and he's, he's doing a great job for them, playing middle linebacker. Um, the guy playing the will linebacker spot, Xander Mueller, yeah, is another guy with a lot of talent. He's got a couple of interceptions already, including the one that put the game away against Nebraska. And uh, you know, so I I think their their linebacking core I think is playing okay. They've had some injuries in the secondary, and that I think is has hurt them. I mean, uh, Cam Mitchell, very solid at one corner, uh, probably a guy who will play on Sundays. Their other corner, A.J. Hampton, got, got hurt in the opener, and we haven't seen him since then. Playing a young guy there now, and Theron Johnson mm-hmm. seeing his first extended playing time. Coco Ozuma, who I think is one of the better safeties in the conference, has been in and out. Uh, he's kind of a, a guy who provides the juice for that defense. Uh, he came back last week. He got hurt again late in the yeah. game, and so that, that kind of leaves him iffy going into this game. And then the other uh, safeties, you know, that it's kind of been a, a little bit of an issue there in terms of some some uh, experience in that area, and you know they've they've been good at that position. Now the guy they have at the other safety spot, it does have a lot of experience, Jeremiah Lewis, yes, who uh, came from Duke, and I think he's really started to come on for them. So you know, it, there's always an adjustment period, and I think you see this. Uh, more and more with with teams uh, playing guys who come out of the portal, and I think that you know he's a very solid player. Uh, and but then they're playing some young guys back there too, and and there's no question that that was a problem for this defense last year with with Patty moving on, with Gallagher moving on. Yeah. Uh, you know they they had a lot of guys to replace, and and Greg Newsom, of course, another guy who's playing on Sundays now. Um, so yeah, it's not the same defense. They haven't taken the ball away as much, I think, as as they need to. And but what they have been probably struggling with more than anything, they've been susceptible to some explosion plays, and it really cost them the game last week yeah. against Miami because they score, they take the lead, and then they give up a sixty-six yard run uh, down to the one yard line two plays later, and. Miami goes in, ties the game, ends up winning it on a late field goal. So, you know, they got they still got some work to do in that area, but I do think they've got some some young talent there, competitive depth as Fitz likes to call it, but these guys are still kind of in the developmental stage. So we'll see if they they get better as the season goes goes along. 
Dave, appreciate the time you gave us today. Always appreciate talking to you anyway, and I know that uh, you and I will be on with Danny Persa tomorrow, uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. Steve, it's always a pleasure. I'm looking forward to seeing you. It's it's good to come back. I always love going to Penn State. And we haven't gotten there in a while, so it's nice to be able to make the trip again. I'll look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Same here, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Take care.